You are now listening to Showtime Unplugged, presented by Johnny Showtime Productions. Johnny! Fucking Showtime! Showtime. Showtime. These guys are standing around all day, flexing like they're on everybody to another fantastic episode of Showtime Unplugged. I'm your host, good old Johnny Showtime, finally back after a uh, two-week or two-three-week hiatus. Not sure how long it really was. I do apologize. I was definitely going through a, a wild sickness. Uh, if anyone actually knows me, they know that like when I do get sick, I have like a throat problem. So sometimes it is tough for me to overcome like a, a simple cold or whatever because my throat just absolutely like incredible pain. Uh, tough for me to talk. I sound like Lil Wayne and or like someone that smokes cigarettes for like 37 years straight, you know, seven packs a day type of shit. Um, but I'm finally healthy, finally back. It's good to be back. I definitely miss being able to, um, you know, talk some aimless bullshit and have a few people listen in and have some people text me during their listening and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely very happy to be back and thank you for everyone who um, <clears throat> said, see, there you go. There you go. I already have to clear my throat because I'm already struggling to talk. Um, it's it's good. It, uh, as I was saying, uh, thank you for everyone who wished me uh, uh, a feel better. It was definitely very nice of you. Um, but... We're back, and, and you know, this this episode, usually I have a guest. Uh, today, I want to do something a little different. Uh, I call this Strictly Showtime, where you're just going to get me for a shorter episode. Uh, you know, I'll talk about some things, you know, give a little something-something now. A lot of people, uh, when I announced that I was going to do this, and I told people like, you know, a week or two in advance or something that this was going to be the plan uh, for like an episode, or, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um they're like, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? Oh, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. I wrote things down. I have a piece of paper here. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm crumbling that piece of paper up. I'm throwing it away because I do my best work when I don't have something to look at, uh, when it's just completely genuine. So this next half hour or so should definitely be pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> so... Uh, I hope people don't get bored. I hope you listen to the whole thing and really enjoy it. So I guess the first thing I really kind of want to get into, I guess, would be about about me. Uh, every episode is about somebody else, and I never really uh, talk about myself too much. So, uh, I mean, the, really, the first thing I guess you could know is that I'm a certified chef. Everyone definitely knows that. They definitely really uh, hype me up as, like, a Gordon Ramsay-type essence, Um which my mom always makes a joke. She's like, oh, the chef of the future. Yeah, from the Honeymooners, if any, no one got that reference. And I have to say, I, I laugh every time she says that because I do really love cooking. I really do. But at the same time, doing it professionally is a real fucking pain in the ass. You have a lot of people who 
break your balls about this, oh, and this and that. Maybe you should do it like this or, hmm, maybe, uh, you know, add a little this, add a little that. Or maybe, you know how I do it, oh, my grandma showed me this and, oh, and her grandma and then her and this. I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. It's always good to learn from other people. Everyone has their own different ways and stuff. But uh, cooking in a professional kitchen is not enjoyable. It's really not because it's constant stress, constant uh, people screaming at you, people getting in the way. Kitchens are not very big. It's not what you think it is on TV where a home cook like Rachel Ray or Barefoot Contesta or any of those people that you see making fun videos at home, uh, it's nothing like that. Picture having to do that but 13,000 times in one shift with a bunch of sweaty people bumping into you and banging into you and then having servers come yell at you and stuff. It's it's not what it's hyped up to be, um, which leads to a big announcement of um, me actually leaving the food industry. Um, I work in a restaurant right now, and I actually did put my two weeks in this week, and I got a job in a totally different field, something I've never done before. But I feel... I given this industry nine years of my life and I definitely don't regret it, but it's definitely time to move on more or less of, I don't think this is something I want to do the rest of my life. Um, so, um, you know, I definitely been a little out of whack this week and thankfully I had a good friend of mine reach out and gave me some, uh, Gave me a little love, basically telling me that it wasn't a waste of years. It was more or less of, you know, a learning experience. As he said, you know, I did a lot and, you know, you're not going backwards, you're moving forward, which, you know, come to think of it, he's definitely right, Jay Arp. Uh, if, if you don't know who he is, he's episode one, uh, big weight loss journey, best friend. Um, he's right, you know, when you, when you are in a place where you feel stuck and you're not happy, the only person that can truly change how you feel is yourself. You can't just sit and wait back and have something happen. You have to make a change. You have to go to what exactly that it is that is, you know, where your, I guess, depression or whatever the unhappiness may be. And that's what you have to change. And unfortunately, for me, it's my career. I'm definitely just not happy with what I'm doing. Um, now, you might ask why. Um, it's just stressful, constant stress, a lot of hours, uh, a lot of bullshit. Uh, the pay is not what people think it might be, which maybe is not something I should have said. But fuck it. This is my show. I make the rules. If you don't like it, go find somewhere else to listen to. I'm not going to be upset. Uh, actually, kind of, I will be upset, please. I need all the views I can get. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a quick water break. God, got to love that water, honestly. It really does a uh, does number on the throat. Now, um, you know, uh, you might ask what that job is going to be. I'm going to be going into the uh, trucking industry, basically working on trucks and cars and almost like the mechanic slash, you know, I've always been good with working with my hands and it's, it's definitely something I've always been interested in too, which is super cool that I was able to like somehow have zero experience at 26 and find a job that's going to pay me to train and certify me. So 
Um, you know, uh, we're going to basically see how that goes. I mean, anything could happen. You know, I might change, you know, I might not like it. Who really knows? Uh, I might go back to the food industry. I might go to something else. Still young. For all the people that are around my age or younger, like, you're not supposed to really know what you want to do yet with your life. It's tough. I mean, we expect kids that are, you know, 17, 16, 17, 18 years old to make a decision for the rest of their life before going to college of what they want to do with their life. And what no one realizes about it is while we're asking them what they want to do with their life, they have to raise their hand to use the bathroom. Like, is that not the most ridiculous thing? What do you want to do with your life? Well, I got to use the bathroom. Well, you didn't raise your hand. Here's a hall pass. You better be back soon. You know, like, it's as, to me, I just find that so ridiculous. Uh, I feel like no one is really truly set up to. And, I mean, if, if you know what you want to do, yeah, hell yeah, good for you. But, like, if you don't, like, you stress out over making a decision. You stress out over finding schools and all that stuff. And anyone who's you know, younger than me and around that age or even, like, you know, mid to uh, early 20s, whatever, if you don't know what you want to do with your life, it's, it's not that serious. You're going to find it. You just have to keep pushing forward. You just have to keep on keeping on and, you know, you're going to find something that you like and then you're going to stick to it. And you're going to hone your craft and you need to go from there. I can't tell you the amount of um, people that I know that switch their major and stuff like that because they just weren't into it. And unfortunately, it's not the person, it's the system. The system sets people up to fail, not to succeed. So for anyone who is unhappy or whatever, find where the unhappiness is and change it. Whether it, it's okay if you fail, which um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are afraid of doing, and you know I am too. I'm again, I'm going into a field of something I've never done before, and of course I'm going to be nervous. You know, I'm going to keep my confidence up during it, and you know, do my best to learn every little thing and not be a fucking schmuck. But at the same time, like you know, I'm going into uncharted waters, so. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't know if I'm going to love it. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. You know, I might be like one of this, the inexperienced servers that come here and work for me. And I fucking get aggravated with trying to teach them. And then I say, oh, you just can't teach, uh, you know, you can't help stupid. And it's something that I probably should have never said to myself or to other people about people. But, you know, in the moment of heat, you do say really stupid shit. And it is what it is, you know. Um, something that I really want to get more into, um, obviously if you know me and you follow my Instagram and stuff is that I am a professional ring announcer for like pro wrestling and like I'll do beer Olympics. I'll do like pretty much anything. I, I've done a hot dog eating contest, which was absolutely insane. Um, I watched somebody eat eight hot dogs in less than three minutes and did not projectile vomit all over the place. In fact, he took two beers and stone-cold them and chugged them down and screamed constantly while everyone went bananas. Um, but anyway, the ring announcing is awesome. The only issue is, again, my throat. Uh, in fact, right now I'm kind of um, struggling to do this by myself without a break. Um, if there's an awkward silence or whatever, like just bear fucking with me as I fight off a moth like a goddamn... <laughs> Got him. Fuck you. Fucking flying out here. You don't pay rent over here. You don't fucking pay rent. Bye. I got to remind myself to fucking wash my hand after this show. Um, all right. So uh, I guess people 
I, what I have gotten a lot of the re, again with the ring announcing and podcast stuff is people say that I have a uh, distinct, like awesome, like radio voice, and I absolutely cannot stand hearing my voice when I listen back to my shows or if I'm ring announcing and I'm listening to myself through the speakers. But people tend to really enjoy it. Um, so I am the man of the people. And I give the people what they want. So I will do this until, you know, until I guess my voice goes, which would be a shame. But, you know, big deal. I don't have to talk to anyone. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I don't really mean that. Um, but I guess a good background on my podcast that I did, um, since we're talking about voices, whatever, and ring announcing and everything, uh, shout out to J-Arp, who's going to get a huge push soon uh, with his pro wrestling career quality guy. I hope one day I'll be able to be your manager or like your personal ring announcer or something. I did do it for his first episode, uh, first singles match. His his debut, basically. His first legitimate debut, I actually showed up and only did his intro. And it's actually in the intro of the show where I scream um, the goal breaker, J-Arp. And the crowd went bananas. Um, I hope that happens. I'm sure he hopes that happens. But, you know, with uh, you know things that you want, it's going to take time. You got to be patient. So uh, I'm willing to uh, wait for my time to come. Um, but for podcasts, I mean, the whole idea of the podcast started when I, I actually already admitted this on a, a later episode with Joe Cat and Justin uh, Chernow, is that I got jealous of them being able to have a radio show because it was always something I wanted, always something I wanted to do. And they had it at, at their school. Um, and I was like, damn, like, I would totally love to do this. So I would call on every show just to, so my voice was on the radio and I would, you know, talk hella, you know, a couple, a little smack, a little uh, good things and stuff like that. And then, because, um, you know, I always watched Howard Stern on TV late at night when I was a kid. And I was like, yo, Howard Stern is so cool. Like, <laughs> he, he has the radio show. People love him. He's, you know. Always, uh, always smiling, always having a good time. It just seemed like something I, uh, you know, could excel at. And, you know, he always a great talker. He's really good at talking to people. And I, I feel I'm, you know, the same way. But um, after their radio show, they started a podcast. And I was thinking about starting my own podcast. I just didn't know how to do it. Basically, I didn't do my research on it, which I really should have. Um, but I was young and stupid, so I didn't really care too much. Um... But I, their radio show and their podcast made me jealous, and then I had a war with them. It was the change-up versus Showtime Sports Show, a.k.a. Showtime and Breezy, which unfortunately got canceled uh, midway through the second season. Just, you know, uh, the stars didn't align the way they should have for us for it, so it was a little tough to record and you know the whole mumbo jumbo of uh you know growing up and having adulting to do and stuff like that but um one day i promise you that i will get breezy on this podcast and we'll have a long long show of just you know talking quality times talking about things and his life and everything kind of like what i do with everybody else uh so we'll see how that goes um but if anyone really wanted to know the um Showtime and Breezy show did not only conquer, victimize, and defeat the changeup, 
we killed the changeup. In fact, the changeup stopped doing episodes because we were just so much better than them. Um, and then, unfortunately, our show ended. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we lasted longer than them, and we had better content. So that's all that matters. Now, I was on another podcast uh, called Airplane Mode. That was a cool one. It was basically just about um, pop culture and stuff, and like music. And I did that with Jake Housel and uh, Ralph the Ref. And that went, I think, four episodes. And we just like, I guess, really didn't commit too much to it and didn't really work out well. Uh, People said I was too vulgar and offensive on the show, but the show was about opinions. And I wasn't going to go on a show and not give my legitimate opinions on topics and tell you exactly how I felt. I kind of felt like I lie. <clears throat> See, I'm, I'm losing my voice already. And I'm what, 16, 1602, 1604, five. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm going to lose my voice. Anyway, uh, back to the airplane mode. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like lying to myself or other people about how I felt about things. I, I kind of always felt like that was just... Uh, Stupid. Why lie when you could just tell the truth? I know the truth hurts, but, you know, they say truth hurt. (coughs) I'm fucking Jesus Christ right now. Lord help me. I don't even know what I was saying. I just got totally sidetracked. Anyway, I'm dying over here. But airplane mode died. I didn't do podcasts for a quality, like maybe like two years, but... The thought of having a podcast was always there. I always really wanted to do it. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I don't know if I wanted a guest or if I wanted solo. But I felt like the time away really made me, um, you know, appreciate the podcast world. Uh, I definitely listened to a few other people's podcasts during it. And after a lot of... uh, Constant talks with Joey Cat and a bunch of people constantly complimenting on my voice and listening to the Showtime and Breezy show. They were like, yo, like, get back on there. Like, we could tell you really want to do it and, like, we'll listen. And, you know, for all the listeners I have, you know, thank you. Uh, I got, like, almost 700 downloads in, like, 13 episodes. And, like, every episode's usually banging with views, which is awesome. Um, the only thing that, uh, I would love is if people would share more. They would tell their friends, post it on their page, really like show people what I'm doing. Because, you know, only one person can do so much. And and nowadays with social media and everything, it doesn't take much to just share something and tell people, hey, like, go check this out. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome show. John's cool as fuck, you know. Hype me up a bit. Make me, uh, you know, hype me up like you hype me up when you're talking to me. Just do it on your Instagram so other people see. That's all I need. Little love. Little love. Um, but the point of Showtime Unplugged was basically to, like, lend a, a, exactly what I'm trying to tell you guys right now. Lend a helping hand. Promote people. Push people. Be the hype man. Make people see what other people are doing. Because if you look back on all my episodes... All of my guests have something absolutely incredible going on with their life. I've had aspiring rappers, a weight loss journey, which was the weight loss journey is absolutely incredible. And he's like, there's news articles of him in the UK. Like, that's how you know that I got top quality content.
content here. Um, rappers, I've had that. I've had music producers. I've had music festival hosts. I've had... Oh my god, the list goes on. I've had an MMA fighter. I've had a, a computer program. Like, all these crazy things. Um, and... I, and the crazy thing is, is like no one really knows what anyone's doing right now. I know there's social media, but like these really get into like the crevices of what people are doing with their lives. And a lot of it is fucking awesome. So I'm just here to share everyone's happiness and, and make sure people, the good people that I sponsor and that are my clients, uh, I want people to see. I want, I want to help promote. I want to push people. I want to make people look fucking awesome. And that's the purpose of this show. Um, you might go, oh, then why are you doing an episode by yourself? Because I'm promoting myself, you son of a bitch. That's why. Because you know why? I'm, this is the 14th episode. It's time to get a little, uh, little love with just Showtime. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, what the... Ma- Hold on. I'm choking again. God bless. Uh, the main goal of this show would probably be that. Exactly what I said. Um, Because that's always a question I ask everybody. That's why that came in my head. Um, Is what current goals, future goals. It's basically pushing people and kind of like what um, people do on like the Tonight Show, like uh, or Conan O'Brien or the Late Night Show. They have guests on that have something awesome going on, and you want to promote it, especially in the world. Again, especially in the world of social media. The more publicity you get, the more followers, the more love, the more people that are aware of what's going on. So that's basically basically the gist of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really, I don't really know where else to go with this. Uh, that's pretty much where the show's going to go. If you have ideas or if you want to come on and you're a listener, come on. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. I mean... For an episode, I, I spoke about masturbation with a kid for and porn for God knows why, but it ended up being fucking awesome content. That was probably like the most popular. Uh, no, I think it's the top three. It's in the top three of most popular shows that I've done. And again, all you got to do is find something funny to talk about that no one, you know, feels really comfortable talking about. But once you start talking about it, people start opening up. They're like, oh, I've had people come up to me and they they talk about that episode and they like started talking to me about masturbation and I was just like, look, like, it's not Showtime Unplugged. Like, let's not talk about this right now. <laughs> um, but I, you know what I do want to talk about, actually? Pedicures. Because for years and years and years, I always said, ah, oh, why would a guy do that? It's so dumb, this, that, and this. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Boy, have I been so stupid all these years. My girlfriend and I... Um, she needed a pedicure, and I jokingly said, like, oh, like, you know, I'll come with you. She says, really? Like, that'd be awesome. And I was like, shit, like, now I gotta fucking go. Um, I probably should have kept my mouth shut. Um, but, like, deep down, like, I did want to go to test it out. So, we ended up going. And I will tell you this, it was the greatest experience of my life. Um, basically, you sit in this awesome chair, and some lady will... Massage, basically massage your feet and your legs and cut your toenails and file them down and and like there's these scents in the thing and I'm honestly like 
I'm talking about it, and like I'm dying for another pedicure right now. I might have to uh, make an appointment with her or something. So shout out to my girlfriend for uh, you know getting me to do a pedicure. But anyone out there that's like, oh, like I'm a guy, like that's so gay or something like this. There were other guys there getting pedicures, and they were definitely straight. And it's really not that big of a deal. It's just, I guess you would consider it uh, manscaping, you know? I mean, look, I don't like clipping my own toenails and stuff. It takes time. It's effort. If I could pay someone to do it while they're massaging me and, you know, getting down to the nitty-gritty on my feet, fuck yeah. It was so enjoyable. And what's funny is one of my friends, uh, my friend Jordan, actually he was episode five, I think, or four, four or five. Um, I told him that I, I got a pedicure and he looks at me, he goes, dude, isn't it absolutely incredible? And I was like, whoa, you, he goes, dude, I go at least like once a month and I don't even care if I go by myself. And I was like, oh my God, like why, why on earth did I not like, you know, it's a normal thing. It's not that serious, but I highly recommend getting pedicures. It's, it's phenomenal. It really is. Uh, so guys out there, um, that are making fun of it. The girls getting them done are holding out on us on how they did not tell us how awesome getting a pedicure is. So for all the girls out there, tell everyone. It ain't gay. It's enjoyable. It's that simple. I don't care what anyone says about pedicures. They're enjoyable as hell. I might get one this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, if not, next weekend. Or, hmm. Maybe I'll do it on my break at work tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, oh, if anyone wants to go get a pedicure with me, like, just let me know. Like, I'm totally free. <laughs> um, damn. I don't even know. Oh, you know what I did miss out on? And I posted about it. Shark Week. The greatest week in the world. Um, quality. Also, another thing that's awesome to do. Go to Build-A-Bear Workshop. Go get yourself a Build-A-Bear. High quality stuff. Um, I don't. I, I guess I'm running out of shit to say. I don't really know. This is just coming off my brain because that's what was coming on. And you know, I wanted to give high quality uh, content. And I spoke about myself, and now I'm talking about pedicures and fucking sharks and and you know, like oh, here's a point that I always wanted to say to people: hibachi, fuck hibachi. When are they gonna change the show? Every time you fucking go, it's the same goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. I get it. The little volcano out of the onions, and you make flame. Ho, ho, ho. And then you're going to squirt sake in my mouth. And ho, ho. Change it up. Change it the fuck up. I know there's some movies that you could watch countless times, but I can't watch the same fucking show from them from some guy who looks exactly the same as the other guy. Fucking change it up. Throw, fucking, throw me a fucking bone, will you? God. Like, give me, give me something fun, enjoyable. Fucking jump up on the goddamn grill and fucking, you know, tap dance or something. You know, give me anything different than the same shit. God, I'm sure there's people listening to this and they're like, oh my God, like he's so fucking right. Trust me. I know I'm right. I really know I'm correct. I haven't been more correct about a thing in my entire life, except for the pedicures and except for Shark Week being awesome. And my throat being very shitty because I'm... I'm really laboring this episode right now because I am in a lot of pain. Oh, my God. I'm going to go home, have to drink some more tea, 
Um, but I think this pretty much does it. Um, I really don't know what else to really say. Again, I, I kind of, what did I, I don't even want to pick up this piece of paper. I, I threw it across the room. Um, fuck it. Let's see. <laughs> I'm not opening it. Fuck that shit. Um, again, I go up the script. I go on tangents. So Showtime's Showtime Unplugged is all about. See, I can't even speak goddamn words right now. Um, again, so, again, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for... This is a future thank you for the people that promote my show. I appreciate it. Maybe I'll cook you a nice homemade meal if you promote it. You know, do a little something-something for the boys and girls. I don't really care. But, uh, let's see. I'm going to get an awesome guest next week, unless if I make an episode again by myself. I don't know. Uh, my girlfriend... She better come on my show because listening to me and her is like the dumbest shit you'll ever... And you might get 10% stupider listening to an episode of me and her because I like fucking know how to like grind her gears and then she like just wants to choke me out. In fact, like just today, um, I woke up and I was texting her and it wasn't even an hour into texting her that I pissed her off with something stupid. And I was like, are you mad? I asked her if she was mad yet because I basically wanted to see um, what she would say. Because if she said no, then I would have kept going. But she goes, it hasn't even been an hour yet. And I responded back with, yeah, all right. Um, I guess I'll text you later because I'm an ass clown. Um, I don't even know why I felt the need to share that. I really don't. But everyone knows there's something mentally wrong with me. Anyway... For, uh, again, future, future, uh, thank you to everyone who reposts and, you know, tells everyone about me. I've had a lot of people come into the restaurant, old friends that tell me they listen. So to the people that, like, I don't talk to or even, like, have seen in years that are listening, thank you. Reach out to me. Say hello. Honestly, what's the worst I'm going to do? I'm going to answer you. We're going to talk a little bit. Might have you on the show. Who the hell knows? But if you want to come on, DM me. We'll figure it out. We'll get down to the nitty-gritty, and we'll have a good fucking time. But again, that basically wraps it up. So again, thank you everyone for listening. And as I always close out every show, the infamous saying of peace, love, and showtime.